BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. At CDW, we get sometimes your teams have to be in two places at once. Uh, Tell me about it. Our team lead needs to be at a wedding this weekend, but the big presentation is on Monday. No need to panic. CDW experts can help you implement Citrix Workspace. It allows secure access to desktops from any device. Management is easy, and everyone in your office can stay close to their files and apps, even during the cha-cha slide. Well, talk about having your cake. And eating it, too. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash citrix. If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Everywhere, back at it on a Friday, a new week is upon us for the fifth hour. Now, the weekend begins when the fifth hour drops, and you're locked in right now. Here we are on a Friday big college football weekend. What are we at, week four now of the college football weekend? They're a week ahead of the NFL, and this podcast doing very well. We thank you for that. As we are here every single Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, only available in the domain, the ecosystem of the podcast. We can get this wherever you get your podcast. You found it. We thank you. Uh, It's a wonderful thing. And remember, sharing is caring. So pass that on. Pass the podcast on to others that may or may not be interested. As long as they download it and listen for, I don't know, a minute, uh, we're in good shape joined this weekend from west of the 405 uh, man that dusted himself off and came back in 
David Gascon is uh, here from Westerly 405. I'm dusting myself off. I experimented a few days ago. I was thinking about you. I was um, really. Well, I had nothing to do with your experiment. And, I, uh, keep your hands to yourself. I, I was. Uh, I, I boiled some some shrimp with the uh, with the chief, and I thought uh, I will never eat that. Yeah, Ben does yeah. not like seafood. So I do not. no, <laughs> no, I. I, I should have been born in Iowa or in you know, Nebraska. That, Nebraska, yeah, that place that is not known for their their seafood. That yeah, would be fine for me, but uh, but no, and especially boiling. I, any any seafood I eat, well, c- if it's fried, I could go with it. Yeah, see, we, I bought I bought the shrimp raw, and so you have to either fry it or boil it. And so we decided to boil it, and it turned out pretty pretty decently. But uh, pretty decently—that's not a ringing door. Well, I'm not a huge decently. seafood guy, like the chief is. But uh, you know, try to—you know—he's like a stubborn mule like you. So I try to have him eat decently. And so I had some yeah. tuna, and had some some scallops, and some some decent uh, well, vegetables the, too. So the, the chief should. What the key is like: do a fruit smoothie. I love and then those. Fill it with vegetables, but have have so much fruit in there, it tastes like fruit, and you don't even realize you're eating the vegetables. <laughs> it's like true. Doc Mike would say the uh, the pineapple smoothie, but yeah. you just you fill it with a lot of greens. But if there's enough pineapple, pineapple's so powerful and strong that you won't really taste the vegetable. Yeah, I think the I think the perfect combination is no matter if you have a lot of fruit or a lot of vegetables, you gotta have peanut butter, man. Gotta do peanut butter. Peanut butter. Makes everything about, good. Yeah, jelly. Do you have peanut butter and jelly mixed together? I've never had jelly in a shake. No. What, what, if it's great on a sandwich, why would it not be good on a shake? You can mix the peanut butter and the jelly with the other stuff. Because be bread is key, man. you got to have like good sourdough bread or like an English muffin. Maybe even uh, some. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. So uh, you mentioned college football. I don't know. Should we be paying attention more to the. Pac-12 or to the fucking Mountain West Conference? Because it seems like the Mountain oh, none West. Of the above. None of the above. Uh, <laughs> none of the above. Uh, tough weekend last week Ugh. for the Pac-12. Gross. Took it on the chin there. And uh, where would where would Fresno State and BYU be if they were in the Pac-12? <laughs> right behind conference? Oregon, right? Yeah, they'd be right, right there. Well, speaking of that, and uh, we don't spend too much time obsessing with college football, as we point out on the overnight show. That the way the setup is, we're mostly an NFL show. That we're on when Monday Night Football is played. Sunday Night Football, we come on after the games on Sunday. Sunday Night Football, Monday Night, Tuesday. And so, lost in the shuffle is college football. So, we try to you know bring it back. Bring it back now here on the podcast, the fifth hour. And the Pac-12, a, a tough weekend. And not just UCLA and their, their struggles and... Arizona State, but also USC as an entire football program with all the changes that are coming to changes for USC. And we uh, welcome in here on the fifth hour. Ryan Abraham is the gentleman's name. He's about to join us here. And he is the owner and publisher of USCfootball.com, but he covers the entire Pac-12. And a little birdie says he has a Heisman vote, so he gets to help decide the Heisman Trophy, which is the second greatest honor in sports behind the John R. Wooden Award, which I vote for. Uh, right behind that is the Heisman Trophy. And so we'll talk some Pac-12 football, but also the entire the entire landscape of college football as a whole because there's a lot of moving and shaking going on in college football. But right now, let's welcome in Ryan Abraham, who joins us here on the fifth hour with Ben Maller. And so, Ryan, why don't we start with this? Why did USC bring Clay Hilton back if they were planning on firing him after his first loss? What was the point? Hey, Ben, that's a good question. I think it's been talked around, uh, about a lot around USC. And I think the way things, when, when Mike Bone did come in a couple of years ago, everyone just assumed he would have come in and clean house and fire Clay Hilton. But we all found out later that Clay Hilton had this crazy deal, uh, you know, contract that was fully guaranteed for five years, and it was just going to be financially almost impossible for them to get rid of them. And then 2020. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. happens it's the pandemic year they go undefeated in the regular season i think what the administration did was okay we're going to fix everything around clay Hill and put all the resources in place we, that he would need to succeed and if they don't succeed uh coming into the season i feel there was a series of checkpoints they needed to meet and then clay helton could continue as head coach so i think he was sort of on thin ice the entire season but going out and losing to a stanford team that just got clobbered by kansas state i think that was the, the final nail as you could say and uh they decided to move on Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way 
to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Well, right, paying attention to, to Clay and following him the last couple of years, he always talked a good game. He sounded like you would want the coach to sound. The words he said, I always thought, you know, he sounded like the, you know, the SC fans wanted. He said the things that you expected to say. But why were his teams so mediocre? I mean, he talked the talk. He, talked, he couldn't walk the walk. Why was it? Was it recruiting? Was it his coaching? What was the issue here? I think there's a lot of factors, but one, it was, it, he felt like when he came in, it was someone that was, when he was hired, Ben, he was a guy that was happy to be there. He, they, you know, they promoted him from the interim head coach. He wasn't been a very successful, you know, quarterback coach or even offensive coordinator. It's not like you hire Lincoln Riley, who was like the, the best offensive coordinator in the country. Clay Hilton wasn't really wasn't any of those things, but they, they needed an adult in the room at the time because they made so many bad hires prior to that with uh, Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. So he sort of was able to settle everything down. But at the end of the day, you need an alpha. You need someone that's like a Nick Saban or uh, Davos Sweeney to be your head coach. And Clay Hilton really just wasn't that. So he wasn't making the tough choices. He wouldn't bench veterans that weren't playing well. He wasn't going out and hiring great assistant coaches. He was just kind of hiring people that are familiar. And I feel like that was his uh, eventual downfall. You need to go out there and, really kind of pushed the envelope, and he just wasn't a guy that was doing that. So now there's Dante Williams. I know last weekend uh, USC beat up Washington State for whatever that's worth, but uh, we've seen in the past USC with some of these interim coaches, you start falling in love with the temporary coach. Now I, I, I've, I've read that he's, he's not a candidate for the full-time job, but if SC starts really beating people up here, could that change here? Does he actually have Dante Williams an outside shot of being the permanent SC coach going forward? I think it would have to be an outside shot. It's one of those things, Ben, where you look at what did USC screw up in the past and just the way they handled their interim head coaches. The fact that they had that many, like you've had multiple interim head coaches over the last decade, that kind of tells you there's some problems with the USC leadership. But this is a definitely a new administration. They bring in Mike Bone who's actually been an athletic director before. He's not just a former football player. That's what USC kind of continued to hire. So I think he's someone that realizes, like, look, this is something that's happened before. Maybe the USC fans sort of expect that. He may, may, if he makes some kind of crazy run and gets into the playoff, then I think that's someone you, know, you would have to consider. But uh, outside of that, I think USC realizes they need to bring in a big name. They've screwed up so many of the hires in the past. they got to go through their process, interview the best candidates, and figure out who's going to lead this program because – it's a it's a sleeping giant, but I mean it's some. I mean if you, the recruits are here, there's no you know you're like the Alabama of the West Coast without an LSU, without a Georgia, without a Florida all around you. So if you just get the right guy, they feel like they can win a whole bunch of games. So that's just what they have to do. Yeah. So I know, Ryan. I, I love the wild names as a bloviating gas bag overnight. I love the crazy stories that pop up when a, a high profile job like SC opens up, which. The USC job opens up every few years. But Reggie Bush, of all people, I'm sure you, you talked about this, but I wrote about it. Reggie Bush tossing out Deion Sanders' name uh, last week. Knowing, you know, knowing what I know about USC, I think th- there's no chance of that happening. But would they even talk to Deion Sanders? Would he even be interested? He's not a West Coast guy. Would he even be interested in that? Yeah, that's. I think Gus Johnson actually mentioned it during one of the NFL games as well. Maybe he got it from Reggie, but... There's going to be a lot of names, and you, like you said, when that when that kind of job opens up, if Texas opens up or uh, Alabama, like there's going to be a lot of names. A lot of agents are going to get their clients raises because of the USC job. I don't think someone like that would be considered just because he doesn't. You know, he's he's only been coaching for a year or so. He's not even been 
uh, you know, just not only someone that's been a head coach or, or even an assistant coach for a long time. So I think they'd have to get someone that's been a proven winner. And if you're going to be in a, a coordinator somewhere, you've got to be one of the best around, not just a, you're a coordinator. And things like, like, a, it, like an Eric the enemy would make more sense who's had a lot of success as a coordinator and then, you know, looking at NFL head coaches. I don't think he would be a good fit, but a much better fit than someone like Deion Sanders. Yeah, Ryan, on that note, depending on who you hire as a head coach, do you think the first order of business is to get a new offensive coordinator? I, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I don't know how Ben feels about this, but uh, it, it's really frustrating to see a team that was known for student body left, student body right, to run pistol from first and goal at the one-yard line. And yeah, it's, it's, it, sorry, it, it's awful. Just the sense that you get where you have no balance in your scheme. I mean, back in the day when you had Liner, you had Carson Palmer. This was a traditional eye formation type of team. And it was groomed to get these guys to the next level. It's not the case anymore. Yeah, you're right. And I think when you see like an air raid type of offense, it's usually for teams that don't have the kind of talent that some of the others do. And when you do have it, but we've seen these more like power spreads being run by all the big programs, even like Alabama, and, and you know what they run at Oklahoma is kind of fun, and they're still physical and can run the football. USC scheme right now just does, it doesn't even look like an air raid. It just it seems just more of like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, I would you know I think when you're a place like USC, if they were scoring a ton of points, I think the fans would embrace it a little bit more because even though they're not running like the student body left right stuff, but they're not even doing that. You know they scored points against uh, Washington State, but you know the prior two games, I mean. 23 offensive points against San Jose State. Like, that's just not getting it done. So, I, I mean, it's going to depend on who the head coach is, if it's an offensive coach, a defensive coach, whatever. But I would think that someone like Graham Harrell is, is coaching for his job right now. He's going to have to make some, you know, show that this offense can really be effective if he's going to be considered to be, be retained. But usually a decision like that, the head coach wants to kind of bring in their own guy. So I, that would be what I would guess. But, who, you know, who knows what – it certainly depends on who they hire. What's the sentiment or the feeling around the program with regards to recruiting? It's kind of mixed. You know, like they had a couple bad years. Um, you know, 2020 was like the worst recruiting class we've seen. And a lot of it had to do with the assistant coaches they had. There was, you know, part-time recruiters or less. And I think when Mike Bone came in, he sort of encouraged Clay Helton to make better hires around the program. And now you got guys like Dante Williams, who's the interim head coach, who's been the Pac-12 recruiter of the year many times. They've brought in a lot of guys that are good coaches on the field, but also excellent recruiters. And you, for many years, people thought you can't, you know, re- USC recruits itself. You can't screw that up. But they did. They screwed it up a couple of years, and now you're going to see some of that on the roster. Uh, but I feel like now they've kind of righted the ship. That's one thing USC's consistently been able to do, even if the coach has not been that great. They've been able to recruit. So they had a couple of bad years, 2019, 2020. But they seem to got that, you know, that's going better now. And having Dante Williams as the interim head coach, I think, is a good bridge to whoever the next guy is because he's going to keep that recruiting rolling throughout the offseason, you know, whenever they hire the next coach. Yeah, see, it's interesting that the recruiting is there, but the elevation and advancement of these guys is not. Like, that hasn't been the case in the National Football League when it comes through the draft. So there's obviously a, a, a huge disconnect between getting these guys in and getting these guys elevated, not only in their play at the collegiate level, but then to the National Football League. 100%. Development has been, it's a huge part of college football because you can bring in all the four and five star guys you want, but you got to develop them. And I think if you look at USC's roster for the opening day in the NFL, uh, they're not even the top 20 as far as colleges go. But as far as you look at the recruiting classes, a bunch of them have been in the top five and certainly in the top 10. And where is the disconnect there where you're, you're getting these top classes every year or most every year, and you're not putting as many guys in the NFL. And I think that's you know, coaching, that's development. Uh, it's not just about bringing in those guys. It's like turning them into college stars. And you know, we've seen like a Juju Smith-Schuster who was a high school star. He was just a star as soon as he got on, on campus, and he moves on to the NFL. But you need to see more of the guys like, uh, that are they're coming in at maybe as like a lower-level four-star, high-level three-star and you turn them into a great pro, someone that's a second-round draft pick that you never expected. We just haven't seen a lot of that from USC. I think that's where the biggest shortcomings are. So, I mean, so then you, you got to admit then that the, the recruiting has been a, a mistake twofold because you lose Kayvon Thibodeau, you lose Justin Flo, and then, of course, you look at 
Bryce Young, DJ Uyangalale, those guys are both not in the mix. So you lose on both sides of the football. I mean, you're, you're trying to cater. I mean, it seems like they're trying to cater to one side of the rock as opposed to the other. But for all intents and purposes, you're missing on both ends. Yeah, and I think this is one of the things that Pete Carroll did really well when he came in. He kind of made it cool to stay on the West Coast. And right now it's not. You're seeing, you know, Georgia's got a California quarterback. Clemson has a California quarterback. Alabama, uh, Ohio State. Like, these are all California quarterbacks that could USC have got them. And I think now that those guys are leaving, plus, like you mentioned, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Justin Flo, like guys that from Oregon are coming down and taking some of the top defensive players from the class. It's a double whammy. So USC's classes are still ranked high, but they're not getting those local five stars to instantly commit to USC like they always would in the past. You know, like would Dory Jackson be at USC now or would he be at Oregon or Alabama or something? I think that's with USC slipping on the field, they're not going to be able to keep some of those top guys there. So that's why it's even more important to bring in a big name, big time head coach and make it cool to go to USC again, get them excited. But I think it also helps the entire Pac-12 keeping some of those California talent. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Uh, on the West Coast, because that's just not been the case lately. You need to go to uh, Ben Maller's stomping grounds, go to Saddleback College and get some talent Yes, there. yes. you got to get Juco <laughs> guys, right? That's the key. Yeah, Hungry. Hungry players. Like, look, I watched uh, Fresno State. They don't have – I don't think they have any five-star recruits. Ronnie Rivers, like baby. Fresno. No. <laughs> Fresno. And, you know, that's a school – You know, I know you don't want to model yourself after Fresno State, but they coach guys up and – there are guys that are pretty good football players that were not highly recruited. But, but Ryan, I did want to want to revisit the coaching staff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, a couple years ago, Cliff Kingsbury was hired briefly as the – it was a big splashy hire as the offensive coordinator, and then he left to go coach the Cardinals before even coaching at SC. Would he have been Clay Hilton's replacement had he not gotten the NFL job? Is that where that was headed? You know, it seems like that would be the, the, the way to go. And then they kind of hired like a light version of him in Graham Harrell. But that, that was definitely a weird situation. He was on campus like just over a month before the NFL hired him. But the, for the NFL to hire a, you know, fired college coach uh, who ended up becoming an offensive coordinator in college, uh, it was pretty amazing. But, he's done a, you know, he's done a decent job there. It just shows that the kind of offenses they're, they're moving towards in the NFL, it's, it's a lot more college style, and they were ready to – roll the dice. But if he was still at USC, uh, I think he certainly would have been the interim head coach if he was still around there. And then uh, a much better candidate since he's been a head coach before. Yeah. And the name that continues to pop up, even though this guy's in the NFL, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, they're off to a miserable start. Now, I had heard, and this is also something you can clarify if you've heard differently than me, that, that there were some feelers put out to Urban uh, by USC people a few years ago, and he just wasn't interested in it. And w- is that a is that true? And B, I-, I would assume they're trying to get him now, right? Is 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 Urban in play for the SC job? If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that one eight hundred flowers dot com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. One eight hundred flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at one eight hundred flowers dot com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit one eight hundred flowers dot com slash tune in. That's one eight hundred flowers dot com slash tune in. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You know, because he's got a job in the NFL, I don't think USC's taking it as a serious candidate. I mean, there was definitely some concerns uh, when USC, a couple years ago, USC had all the scandal stuff going on. Uh, varsity Blues and everything, plus they had scandals throughout the university, like in the medical fields and stuff. Um, I think the, the president, Carol Fult, wasn't a huge fan of bringing anyone that had the kind of baggage that you know Urban Meyer apparently had. Uh, but for now, he's still a fan favorite. Like The fans really want Urban Meyer. I think if you're going to hire anyone, he would kill it. He would just kill it at USC and, and you know probably get them back to you know, get them to playoffs, win championships, things like that. Um, but I'm, I'm just watching, like, how long is he going to last? Like, he's 
for him to lose two games in a row, like he only ever did that at college. So, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't even look like they're going to be competitive. How long does that last there in the NFL? And if he leaves, like, you know, if he, like a Bobby Petrino kind of thing and just like wants to leave early, I don't know. But if I think he would have to be gone like sometime in November for for him to come up on USC's actual radar there. I know the fans are, are clamoring for it, but. I just don't think USC is sort of seriously considering it right now. Well, Ryan, what about the guy that's actually on the Fox lot that people really have not talked about, Chris Peterson? Yeah, him or even Bob Stoops, both uh, very successful. Man, would you would you want Bob Stoops there though? Don't you feel like he's the game has passed him by now? Yeah, but but he did. You know, he proved he could hire. I mean, putting Lincoln Riley in the place he's in, I think that's been been good. You know, we'll see. But I think. If you're talking about trying to get someone in earlier so you can get a head start on recruiting, yeah. those two guys are someone you could get right away if you wanted to. So I think you have to look at them just because they've had so much success uh, at the college level, and they're working right here in Los Angeles. So it wouldn't be that hard to talk to them. <laughs> it was similar a couple of years ago when Urban Meyer was working at, at Fox, and they could talk to him too. So he even called a game on the Coliseum floor uh, in 2019 when USC beat uh, Utah. So that, that was a weird one in itself. Do you think, and guys talk about this in the studio here often during the college shows on the weekends, do you think Carol Fult and USC as a whole care as much as the public does about USC football? I think um, they had some bigger fish to fry for a while. I think Carol Fult, the longer she's around, she's she's feeling how important it is. I mean, every time she would tweet something, Every, all the comments would be fire Clay Helton, fire Clay Helton. <laughs> and I think maybe in the beginning they didn't quite get it. And the fact that she got rid of Lynn Swan pretty quietly but quickly, I thought that was a good move because I think she kind of realized like he is not, he doesn't know what he's doing. He is not the man for the job. They bring in someone that has experience. I think that's good. And I think Mike Bone wants to win. When you hear him, he's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's important to him. He wants the student athletes to be successful and all that stuff. But I think he's someone that's very competitive and he wants them to win at that level. So I think they're, they're starting to fix the board of trustees, trustees issues, uh, the president, you know, kind of getting her on board. It feels like they're people are more on board now than probably they were a couple of years ago. And that just kind of shows there was just so many, there was decades of bad leadership yeah. at USC for, at all levels. So I think they're trying to like get through that now and kind of realize, you know, why, why having a great football team would be helpful to the, you know, to the school, to the university as a whole. And, and to the city of Los Angeles. All right. I mean, obviously, I know you, you covering USC and Pac-12 extensively, but you know, looking ar- across the country, are you as enamored with Spencer Rattler as many people are? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a Heisman voter and stuff, and it's someone you kind of have to to look at, and you start wondering like how good are these guys because of the coach and the system and all that. But yeah. it's someone that you, I think, he can be really fun. Uh, you know, fun to watch. The whole, it's weird though, just college football in general, like you thought Alabama is the best and they look fallible. Like it just looks like this is kind of wide open this year that we, I don't know who's going to be good and which team is going to be good from week to week. So um, it's just an interesting time for college football. We, it became so regionalized and we only had like those four teams that were good or five teams that were good. Yeah. This might be the year where some other teams break through. We already saw Oregon, you know, uh, getting a win at Ohio State. Uh, we'll see how Oklahoma and, and Rattler and um, those guys continue to do. But, um, yeah, it's, to me, this is, could be a more interesting year in college football because it seems like there's a lot of, like, hangover from last year, that weird season that we had in 2020. Yeah, I see, I've had this conversation with Ben about the quarterbacks, especially Bryce Young, DJ Leonglele, and and even in years past, JT Daniels, that these guys all played at either Modern Day or St. John Bosco, and they played with Division One offensive linemen, so they were never touched. And yeah. I thought, like, just personal opinion, is that as soon as they come under any kind of fire, that's when they'll be in some trouble. And I felt like that's the reason why JT transferred out of USC, just zero protection, and he had everything coming on the A and B gaps. And see, I think you see that now with DJ. Obviously, you lose Amari Rogers, you lose Travis Etienne, you lose all those bullets, and now you're recalibrating, and he's under fire. He's not performing like he he should or could because he doesn't have those kind of elements around him. And so I feel like that's what the case with Bryce Young. They got a scare from Florida, but they still managed that game. They jumped out to an early lead and then led the rest of the way. So I just feel like, like going back to your point, it's more about just – kind of the game correcting itself from you know last season to this year. 
I think defenses are catching up a little again because you know we, there was a reason why Alabama switched to these kind of spread offenses, athletic quarterbacks, you're moving the ball around. and um, I think the defenses are starting to play a little bit better now where you can still get the best of them, right? Like if you, everything's clicking on offense, uh, but you can get games where you shut the, you saw that Georgia Clemson game where defense are just shutting offenses down and it looks a little like more old school college football than we've seen. So I, that's another reason why, where it's not just like, you know, the, the Joe Burrow year, like insane stuff, even Alabama last year. Are we going to see that this year? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it as much, but when, when you get an offensive, you know, experienced offensive line and all these NFL receivers and an athletic quarterback who's just you know, distributing the ball and can take off and run and great running backs, like, yeah, you can have offenses that are unstoppable. But this year, not seeing that as much. It seems like the defenses might have caught up a little bit. So, Ryan, I, I saw a couple of months ago, there was a big story about Alabama and, and the name, image, likeness, the, the recruit from Ohio State out of Texas that got a bunch of money not to play his last year at high school football in Texas. I haven't heard a lot from the Pac-12. Maybe I missed it. Uh, how... How has that played out? And as you cover USC more than anybody, the amount of boosters, the, the the whales they have, and their alumni, shouldn't this be the great, you know, the great equalizer? Not the great equalizer, but the, the great advantage, the ace card for SC with uh, the amount of money you can now pay players over the table. And have they been able to take advantage of that? Yeah, we haven't heard a ton of announcements, to be fair, Ben. And I think you know, Keaton Slovis did sign with. Clutch Sports, who's, you know, LeBron James, you know, they're, they're with them. I think Kayvon Thibodeau did some, you know, stuff up at Oregon. I think Phil Knight's going to be involved in a lot of that stuff. So I think there were some big-name guys that have done some things, but it seems like they're still kind of feeling this out. I think there's going to be advantages if you're in a major media market. You're in Los Angeles. But, you know, if you're the starting center for USC, you probably would have a better chance if you were the starting center in Nebraska where everyone's going to know who you are where, like, if you're Keaton Slovis or you're the quarterback or wherever at USC, you're probably going to have a higher ceiling than if you were the quarterback at a, in, a, in a college town, you know. So I think they're still trying to feel this out uh, and see where guys go. They've, they've tried to put some infrastructure in place to give these guys some assistance. But, yeah, it's, it's still like we haven't seen it, like, be big on the recruiting trail all that much uh, on the West Coast. But this signing period, you know, come December, I think it's going to be important. And you might see some, you know, Michigan State has some huge class because all these recruits were going to get benefits or something. I, that's when I think you might see a little bit more of this stuff kind of peeking out where in, in, directly impacting these recruited classes uh, later in the cycle. Uh, so in the big picture for the Pac-12, Larry Scott had been hanging around <laughs> as an albatross over the conference for many, many years. And, you know, Larry talked a good game, tennis guy and all that. I, uh, I had a chance to talk to him a few times over the years. He's finally gone now. So what is the initial report card for the new guy here the, uh, who's out of Vegas? And, and is this as good? He's, ta- he's also talked a good game. Uh, is, can he back it up? That's the question. Yeah, I, th- I like George Klyovkov so far. And uh, we got to, you know, he came out and said, hey, we're going to do a listening tour. And USC happened to be his first stop. We came after one of their offseason workouts and got to have some one-on-one time with him. And it was great stuff that... Larry Scott would never do like he would, you know, he wouldn't even acknowledge your existence from his ivory tower. But this was, he was out there talking to all the beat writers, talking to everyone that would cover the team. And he's done that. I think he's almost through all of the PAC 12 campuses. And it started with the first good, you know, first weeks, there were some, some good news, you know, Oregon winning UCLA winning against LSU. Uh, last weekend was pretty much a disaster for the PAC 12. So <laughs> maybe that's coming back down to earth, but I feel like, you know, just, Working with the Alliance and, and the Big Ten and the ACC has been helpful. I like. I think he's going to make some good moves. The, the big ones where you want to have like the Pac-12 Network on DirecTV and things like that. I don't think he's going to be able to do until those TV deals are up. But the fact we have to watch like kind of what he does building up to that 2024 season because that's going to be the big one. Uh, but I've liked what he's done so far, so I would give him you know a minus or something going forward. I, I, he seems like he's got things going in the right direction. And, like you said, he's talked a good game. We'll see what uh, the, yeah. the results will come probably, you know, in a couple of years when we see that new TV deal. Yeah, and with, with the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma, or planning to add those two schools, I, I did see the Pac-12 said they're not planning to expand, but people change their opinion. Ten years from now, Ryan, you have a crystal ball. 
Oh. How many teams are in what is now known as the Pac-12? How many teams are in there? That's a really good question. I, I mean, I just feel like the whole structure is going to be different. Um, so I'm going to go 16, that maybe we'd end up in like four or 16, like, Super conferences, um, something like that. It doesn't seem like they're going to expand anytime soon. And if they can get that scheduling agreement and everything done with the Big Ten and ACC, that'll be helpful. I think they're going to back off to eight conference games. I think that and get rid of divisions, which would be kind of interesting. But maybe ten years from now, we're looking at like sixteen teams and four different conferences, and they finally have some kind of round-robin playoff thing going on that's a, that's a lot of fun. So I, I think that's where we'll be in a decade. Ryan, where are you at with the website? I mean, first day from inception to where you're at now, because I, I know you personally a little bit, and uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but an engineering background, and all of a sudden, like, poof, you're on the beat working for for the Trojans <laughs> and, and covering things, so you, you take yourself away from, from one world into a, a completely different sector. What's up with that? Yeah, no, I, I went to USC. I have a master's in electrical engineering, and I started uscfootball.com in 96 just as like a hobby. And then it just took off. And uh, then in 2001, I, I joined Rivals at the time, and I, I quit my job in 2004, but doing it full time. So, yeah, I sort of fell into journalism. But it's been fun. I mean, a crazy kind of run uh, going on here. The Pete Carroll years were, were great, obviously. And, but it's always interesting. I mean, it's been, it's been fun. Um, but man, discovering the USC beat, there's always some weird story going on and, you know, <laughs> something that you just have to drop everything. And like, you know, a week ago when Clay Elton got fired, it was one of those things that's like, whoa, uh, two games in the season, they fired their coach. So it's, it's been, it's been a kind of roller coaster like that, but it's been fun. That's, I was going to say, because your wife is a huge Tennessee fan, right? So you got like the whole SEC blood in the family and you're, you're a Pac-12 guy. Yeah, there's a lot. I, got, I got to learn a lot about uh, the SEC from what's going on there. So, uh, but yeah, I keep my ties out here on the West Coast. Have you been impressed with anyone so far nationally outside of what you know Alabama's been doing so far? I mean, the, the Florida loss was pretty darn good. You know, uh, BYU's looked great. Like I, I expected them to have a huge drop off. They're one of the few teams that lost a lot of their starters from last year. Everyone's bringing everyone back. You know, uh, but to see what BYU was. Uh, you know, has been able to do. Um, um, yeah, there's there's a lot out there where you just kind of see. It, it just seems like it's more wide open now. So where are these teams going to go? I mean, you got the the Coastal Carolinas of the world. Yeah. You know, how, how long are they going to be undefeated? Cincinnati, you know, they've been good. And uh, but Penn State too. I think you know the fact that they've got um, you know the big win against Auburn this last weekend, and they have a couple big wins already. So James Franklin, another potential USC candidate. He's got the he's got the Nittany Lions rolling right now. Do you think Texas is going to be successful under Sarkeesian? That's a good question. I mean, that, that, it was a disappointing loss to Arkansas for sure. Um, you got to give them some time there. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I think his offense is going to work. It's probably going to take him a little bit to kind of fix whatever Tom Herman you know, kind of did in there. <laughs> so, we, we, you know, I, I think it's going to take a little time, but he, I think he'll do a good job there. And, and Ryan, uh, last one for me here, Ryan. So, you're a Heisman Trophy voter. Now, I, that's a great thing. And I vote for the John R. Wooden Award in basketball. That's my thing. But you're the Heisman guy. So what is the method to the madness? Like, uh, you, you cover USC, but you got to cover the whole country as a Heisman voter. So uh, how do you approach this every weekend? Yeah, it's, I try not to do too much early in the season. I don't want to get, like, kind of biased or these guys are the favorites or things like that. Um, and it's a pretty much a regional. The way you vote is very regional. Um, I like to include someone on the West Coast, at least somewhere on your ballot. You can pick up to three, uh, if at all possible. You know, um, there's years when you can, there's years when you can't. Uh, but you know, I'm not big into defensive players unless they're scored a bunch of touchdowns or things like that. So I, I kind of keep it more to the offensive side. But I try to keep an open mind to to see who's really impressed me and try to watch some of the the bigger games. But it's it's interesting and it's a fun. I mean, there's over like 900 of us, I think, for the Heisman. It's not too exclusive a club, but it, it's been fun over the years to be able to be involved in that. Awesome. All right, Ryan, thank you. And uh, anything to promote here, Ryan? Anything you want to, other than the website, you're on social media and all that stuff, how can people keep track of you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Inside Troy. I do that a lot during the season. So we tweet a lot of stuff. It's weird. Our lives kind of focus around Twitter sometimes. <laughs> but that's chilly out, but we are, we're like on it all the time. It's crazy. Awesome. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Take care. Thanks. Cool. And we are awesome. down. 
我们尽己所能，在这场疫情中保证孩子们的安全。现在，我们有了确保他们更安全的最佳工具。咱们所能做的最为重要的事，就是为孩子接种疫苗来预防 COVID-19。疫苗已经被证明对满五周岁的孩子是安全有效的。联系您孩子的医生，或访问 myturn.ca.gov 来查找您附近的疫苗。由 The California Department of Public Health 带来。Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV, one that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.